Um, so we just gonna go out there and play basketball and win. And win? Yeah. And how many games? Six. We're gonna be we're gonna win in six. Welcome back to the Bucks and Six podcast. I'm your host, Michael Correo, also known as Bucks House on Instagram, your number one source for all things Milwaukee Bucks. It's been a minute since I've been able to do one of these for you guys. I've been busy with traveling, weddings, funerals, just a lot going on. I'm really glad to be back. Hopefully I can get back to doing these once or twice a week. And you'd think that since I've been gone for so long that a lot has happened and that's definitely not the case. The Bucks did make it official. They finally re-signed Serge Ibaka. No one has reported the financial details, which is weird, but you can look it up and spot rack and basketball reference. They have it at one year and $2.9 million for Serge. That's the veteran minimum for a player with 10 or more years of service. I speculated that maybe we're taking so long to do it because we're trying to use non-bird rights to sign up to a larger deal. But if these websites are correct, that is not the case. All he gets is the minimum for next season. The Athletics' Eric Name posted a Q&A he had with John Horst. They talked about Jordan Wara, who's still a restricted free agent. Horst mentioned that they value him. He's been around the team this summer, but they're just trying to find the best situation for him right now, whether it's here in Milwaukee or somewhere else. Our roster is at 14 right now. We've got some two-way guys. We've got some training camp deals, so we don't have a ton of room to work with. We'll see what Horst has up his sleeves, though, before training camp starts. That's my little segment on updating the whole roster situation. Now we'll get into what people are here for, which is the Summer League recap. The last time I talked to you guys was after the first Summer League game, Marjan Bochamp's NBA debut. For those of you who didn't know, I was out in Vegas for a couple days in the middle of July. But I do want to talk about my actual assessment of Summer League today. So if you want a longer video or a longer podcast, just let me know. The one thing I will say, though, is I probably had one of my best experience with the team and that was just meeting Marjan Bochamp. Pani has this autograph booth each day. They assign a player to each day, and I didn't know about it coming in. I kind of made this silly Bochamp makeshift jersey out of duct tape, and then I wore it to Summer League because I would be like, oh, that's funny. I just made this silly jersey. And of course, Marjan Bochamp was the person signing at this Panini booth. And so I went over there after the game. He was sort of speechless in a way. You could kind of tell he was surprised, but he did say that it was creative, and he loved it. He appreciated it. We got a picture. I posted that. He reposted it on his story, which was awesome. And then after the game, I was just in the lobby eating like this pulled pork mac and cheese. And I was by the garbage can throwing my stuff away and just kind of hanging around. And then all of a sudden I see Marjan approach me and he had ice on his knees. So he was just throwing that in the garbage. But then I got another opportunity to talk to him. He's just a really cool player. Definitely one of my favorite experiences at my time as a Bucks fan. If you're a big NBA fan, I definitely encourage you guys to to go down there. There's a lot more I can share. I had a great time. It's definitely something I want to do again in the future. As a team, the Bucks finished 3-2. and There's a lot of things to like about this team going in, and I'll say they did not disappoint for the most part. So on a few things I learned in the Summer League, number one, that it's rigged. If we beat Boston like we should have, we should be Summer League champions. For those who don't know, we played the Celtics in our second game. I wasn't there for that one, but there were a ton of scoreboard issues. They kept changing the score late in the game, but ultimately it really didn't matter because Matt Ryan just hit this ridiculous game-winning three. But all jokes aside, if we won that game, we would have had the chance to compete in the Summer League Championship, which would have been really cool to watch, but it is what it is. Number two, Lindell Wigginton deserves a chance to at least compete for a roster spot, which he'll do this fall, and he really put his offensive capabilities on display this summer. He's 24 years old, led the team in scoring at 18 points per game. He also led the team in assists at nearly five per game. 
shot the ball incredibly well, 54% from the field and 46% from three. And an underrated trait of his was getting to the lane and drawing fouls. In the Boston game, he hit a few clutch free throws and just really the whole summer league, he did a great job of getting to the line. He ended the year with the Bucks on a two-way contract and the team reported that during summer league, they re-signed him. They never explained what type of deal, but I'm assuming it's a training camp deal. I think that's fully deserved. The offense looked great with him as the main facilitator and he played really well. Number three, Sandro Mamoukelishvili's development is coming along really well. He signed sort of a unique two-year, two-way contract, so that's what type of contract he'll be on this season. But he very well could earn a full roster spot for this upcoming season. He averaged 17-9, and shooting nearly 48% from three on four attempts. And what I really appreciated watching him live was seeing him take up that point-forward position at times, pushing the ball in transition and taking it coast-to-coast. And his best game was against Boston, where he had 28 points. He had this really nice spin move into a dunk that could have been a game winner before all the scoreboard issues and Matt Ryan and stuff like that. But overall, he played really well this summer league. Number four, Marshawn Bochamp is one of the better prospects we've had in a long time. Of course, in settings like this, you never want to overreact, but just watching him both on TV and in person, you can see exactly why the Bucks are so high on him. His defense is what his scouts say are his best trait. That was on full display. He often guarded the other team's best player, caused problems for these guys, and even had this like really nice Drew Holiday-esque steal where he slides with the defender, kind of just standing straight up and reaches for the ball, pokes it away, goes in coast to coast for the dunk. That was really cool to watch in person. He's super skinny right now, which you can tell, but he's super athletic, has a long wingspan, and that really helps him a lot. One of his biggest question marks coming in was his shooting ability as he only shot 27% from deep in the G League. But he hit 46% of his threes this summer, nearly took five attempts per game. His shot looks really smooth. Some of his misses are way off, but he looked comfortable shooting the ball, and that was really great to see. He was a little foul happy early on, but he was more disciplined the more he played. And the same thing with turning the ball over, which was kind of a theme early in games for him, where he just seemed to come out nervous, make dumb turnovers, dumb fouls, and things like that. Definitely something he can touch up, but I really liked what I saw from Bochamp this summer league. If there was anything I was disappointed in, it was Luca Vildoza. He didn't really play well. I know he missed the last two games with the head injury, but even when he was in, he just wasn't anything special. And I was expecting a lot more from a 26-year-old who's got a lot more experience than some of these other guys. Of course, with him and all the other guys, it's a very small sample size. You don't want to overreact. But those are just some things I've noticed over this year's summer league. Like I said, I had a great time. I do want to make a video about it and maybe post it on TikTok or YouTube. But that will do it for tonight's podcast. Feel free to hit me with some feedback and I'll see you in the next episode.